This is episode 19 of the Rise Up Podcast. We're a morning radio show hosted by Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life, a network of stations across New York and Pennsylvania. Our podcast is a weekly conversation that will help you think and grow in your faith. If you haven't already, subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode and find out more about our show at familylife.org. Thanks for making us part of your morning routine. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. It's not ours anyway, so why do we care so much <laughs> about it and hold on to it so much? We're talking about money, yeah. money today. Money, 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 money. Yeah, There's a song about that, isn't there? <laughs> I think so, something like that. Yeah. But yes, it is all God's, uh, hmm. but how we handle it is the important thing. And isn't it interesting, and I'll just start in, in a relationship, a marriage relationship. I, I'm certainly not a, a an expert in in any field, but you hear experts in the field say one of the big contentions in marriage is money and how you deal with money and personalities sure. mm-hmm. of the husband and wife that come in, and maybe they come in from a, a different situation, how they were raised. And I'll just talk about our house. In our house, I'm the spender, and my wife Audrey's the saver. Mm-hmm. And that's, I could see that. that's where she yeah. came from, and that's where I came from. And so it's one of those things that if you don't talk about it and get it open and, and discuss it on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis, it can become a huge contention. So, yeah, we both know where we come from. We both know where we stand when the, you know we have this money. And, of course, first goes to God. But then the money that you have, you know, after the money you give to the Lord and the tithe, uh, that's okay. We talk about it. And sometimes, honestly, we just come up with a compromise. Right. Sometimes it's, (laughs) I'd rather have, yeah, but what if we have this experience with this money? Yeah. Nothing that's going to disappear tomorrow. You know, we'll have that experience or something that'll last a long time. And then her side is, yes, but we save it and use it for this <laughs> or put it toward paying this off whatever right, right. i don't know there's all that back and yeah. forth but i think for us at least the the key is communication within that and sometimes you do come up with a compromise sometimes she is totally right something you know sometimes she'll just say yes so i don't know it's just one of those things money can be can be a contentious yeah. situation well it's funny because with my wife and i with trinity and i we're not exactly one of us to spend or one of us to savor it's more like one of us does the thinking and the other just goes along with it. I'm the one who goes along with it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Trinity's the one who knows what's going on. She knows where our money's at and all that. And I'm so thankful for mm-hmm. that. But but that doesn't give me the excuse to, to be lazy and to not know what's going on. But, you know, it's just, I, it doesn't occur to me a lot. It's not as though I'm just going to say, oh, yeah, spend money on this, that, or the other thing. Just kind of, well, spend it if you need to. Don't if you don't, I guess. And obviously, overly simplistic way of looking at things but uh, just that that we do see it differently and uh, I, I I think that we've yeah had to come to some of those compromises like you talked about Steve but it's funny I was telling a friend how I felt about money and their response was wow it seems like you have such a god-given peace about something that gives so many people so much stress and I thought well, that is a that's a flattering way to see my yeah. position, but it's not always that way because there are times where money really does stress me out because I don't think for most of us, money is ever really about itself. Money isn't about money. It's about how we see it. Most of the time, I see it as a confusing numbery thing, and I don't like confusing <laughs> numbery things, things yes. in my life. So I put confusing numbery things away. Uh-huh. But when I'm seeing money as health, 
when I'm mm. seeing money as security in different times in life, then it starts to matter to me a lot. Mm. I think that it's easy for us to, well, we all, we all see it differently. We might see money as an opportunity for more experiences in life, more opportunities in life. We might see money as a social or a status symbol. So what really matters to you at that point? Well, it's not the money for the money's sake. It's what it can get you. And I'd be remiss if I didn't go to my favorite book, Ecclesiastes always oh, yeah. has something interesting <laughs> to say. Some people some people outright deny it. that's not in the Bible. Oh, yes, it is. The Bible says money answers everything. That's not a command. Wow. <laughs> that's not saying the way things necessarily should be. But in this right. fallen world, it often is. For most of us, we're asking different questions. We're asking, how am I going to know my family is going to be healthy? How do I know I'm going to be secure? How do I know I'll have the status I want in this world? Well, the book of Ecclesiastes speaks realistically to how we often do try to get that. We often look for money as the answer to everything, whether or not we should. And so much of it is personal conviction, you know, and kind of what the relationship is like. You know, Steve, when you talked about a desire to pay things off, you, there are many Christians who don't believe that debt is bad. And then there are others who think it's the worst thing ever. And the Bible does speak some about being in bondage. But if it's not in bondage, you know, is it okay to have a little debt? That's personal conviction, you know, deciding what to spend on and, and figuring that out in your marriage is is personal conviction. But you can't argue this. Money is a big deal to God. Hmm. I mean, it's not something that's not addressed in the Bible. It's right. not anti-spiritual. It's a big deal to him. In fact, there are more than 2,000 verses in the Bible about money for us to go to, you know, mm -hmm. to learn from, to develop our convictions. So some of the things that we're told from the Bible, and you touched on some of this from Ecclesiastes, Tim, but do not love money. You know, mm -hmm. and the Bible says the, that the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Uh, choose God over money. Getting things in the right order is important to him. Be generous with your money. And it's true that if you take that love for money and turn it into a love for social justice or a love to end poverty or a love to do any of those other things that God would go, yep, that's a good use of it, you know, then you've kind of deflected the love for money. The Bible tells us to trust God, not to trust money. And there also is some scripture about planning and saving, that that's a wise thing to do. But the overall key is to not make an idol out of money. And I love this quote, use money, don't let it use you. Hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So there are two beliefs that I think a lot of people cling on to. And tell me if you've ever believed one of these. Because the love of money is the root of all evil, the more money you have, the less righteous you are. Hmm. It's tempting to hmm. fall into that because you think, well, if the person has a lot of money, they must really love money. Oh. But that's <laughs> not necessarily true. Okay, how about this? God wants Christians to be prosperous. So if you're not, mm. you don't have enough faith. <laughs> that Boy. is also not true. So what is true? Okay, God is sovereign and God gives some people more money. God gives some people less money. And if you feel like you're in the less money category, which I think most people would say, yeah, I'm in the less money category, think about the whole world. Think about all of the Christians. If you're in America, you are in the God gives some people more money category. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Just the way it is. And I don't know why God does that. That's his to worry about. I don't know why he, he gives so much 
to so many people who are unbelievers and use the money in evil ways. I, I, I don't know why, but I can't concern myself with that. I can only concern myself with what God has given me and how to use that money in the best way possible to grow the kingdom. And I think each one of us kind of has to come to that on our own, that money is a big deal to God. So read about it, learn about it, pray about it, talk to your spouse about it, and then figure out how you can best serve God with the money he's given you. We hope the rest of your day is just as much fun as this. You're listening to Rise Up on Family Life. I'm here to be helpful and answer two questions that are probably on your mind Mm. this morning. Let me answer the first question. Uh, How are Steve and male mice alike? (laughs) Uh, Male. That's that's about all. You both like cheese and peanut butter. Uh Okay, that's good. Uh (laughs) That's good. Now, here's the other question you've been wondering. How are Steve and male mice totally opposite? They're not alike. Oh, okay. Um, I, on one hand, love a good banana. Uh Male mice, it has been found. Male mice. Male mice. They don't like bananas. They're they're frightened. They're scared of bananas. Really? They don't like bananas. It's not like them. They're scared of them. Well, yeah, they just what? don't like them to smell. But female mice like them. Well, yeah, yeah. Wow. But here's the thing. So now you know those two questions <laughs> that I've they've been pounding okay, right. on your mind all morning. Sure. Now you have that. Now I'm here to help out. So if you have a <laughs> mice problem at yes. home, mm-hmm. uh-huh. now if you Put out bananas around the house, you know, <laughs> unpeel, you know, peel, just stick them out there. Yeah. And if you still see mice, uh-huh. you will know they're female mice. Right. <laughs> and you'll have a lot of ants. Now, I don't know whether the ants will be male or female. <laughs> okay, maybe I haven't helped. <laughs> you might also end up with an infestation of Steve's. Yes, there might yeah, be. I a love Steve. a good banana. I'll find one anywhere. Are you ready to face the day? No? That's okay. You can hang out with us until you're ready. This is Rise Up on Family Life. Oh, we love ketchup. Everybody loves ketchup, right? I do. I like me some ketchup. Number one condiment in America is ketchup. Oh, okay, great. The ranch dressing in my fridge is very, very sad. But what is the least favorite condiment? I was kind of surprised about this because it is by far, no doubt, 100% my husband's favorite Mm. condiment. He will put it on Mexican food. He will put it on breakfast. He'll put it on Southern food. He'll put it on pizza. Oh, yeah. It's hot sauce. Yeah, yeah, right. It's the least Least. favorite, which surprised me because like there are entire stores dedicated to selling hot sauce. Or like you go into the grocery store, there's 87 different kinds, right? Right. But Mm -hmm. we hate hot sauce more than anything else. Wow. Have people never had dill relish? Right. I feel like if exactly. you tried the dill relish, you would be like, hot sauce is pretty is, good, you is know? Horse, is horseradish a condiment? I'm not, do you hate that more than hot sauce? I think so, yeah. Really? Is that a condiment or not? I don't even I'm know. Not, I think it's I just know. a grated up root, like a just, carrot or a parsnip. Just, just the name doesn't sound good. Horseradish. horseradish. Sharing the message of hope. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life. Okay, it's no secret. I've made it no secret. I'm a big fan of all things space. Right. But I've never really envied astronauts. Mostly it has to do with the wardrobe. I don't want to wear a minivan on my back and a fishbowl on my head. It's just... it's. It's nothing like Star Wars. It's nothing like Star Trek. It doesn't look as cool as I would imagine it. That, though, could all be changing when their new suits hit the runway. 
Yeah, so NASA has made this new contract. They're going to get somebody else to design their clothes. It's no longer a government-contracted job. They're working with private designers to privatize the space suit industry. So the new suits could be slimmer. They could be more technically advanced, a lot cooler looking, and they could be accessible to private individuals such as, well, perhaps myself. We'll see how much they cost. But the big red carpet spacesuit announcement, as much as it means that civilians like myself could eventually get their own private spacesuits, I'm, I'm not sure if it fits family life dress code. Um, maybe if I take the helmet off so you can still hear me on the radio? I don't know, but uh, I, I might I might be interested. It's a good look, don't you think? Move it, Tim. Move it. Move it, Tim. <laughs> Work it. Work it. Come closer to the radio so we can see you. Wow, you look great today. This is Rise Up on Family Life. If I seem a little down this morning, it's because I've come oh. to the realization I'm not going to be as funny as I used to be. Oh, <laughs> boy. <laughs> what well, made you think that? Well, there's a word. It was one of my favorite jokes I use. and But now I find that the original definition of this word means nothing like it means today. Oh. So if I'm to be totally accurate... You know that I always am. Uh, I will not be able to use this joke anymore, so I'm not going to be as funny. The word uh, uh-huh. is ambidextrous, which we oh, all know right, means right. to be able to use both hands, right? Right. When I look up the original definition of this, it was way back in the mid-16th century. Mm. It was for someone who took bribes from both sides of a legal action. So they were two-faced. Oh. And that's not a good thing. No. Right? I don't want to use that now. You and have what it in a used joke? to be my favorite joke of, well, it's more of a, a one-liner kind of thing, but it, it's one of the things you just well, makes let's me hear hysterical. It. <laughs> now I won't be able to use it correctly anymore. So I'm allowed to use this in the... Sure. Right, let's, in, well, let's hear. We'll let's judge if you're as funny as you used to be. We'll humor well, you. Well, I'd give my right arm to be ambidextrous. <laughs> I feel like your humor now is exactly like it was yesterday. Yeah, yeah no change. You're, you're fine, Steve. Same as always. Feeling better, I guess. Anyone else wish morning started just a little later? Yeah, we get that. It's Rise Up with Steve, Therese, and Tim on Family Life.